Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Manifesting Brilliance podcast. I'm the host, Jerome Emhoff, and as always, it's my pleasure and my honor to welcome you to today's conversation. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I record from my home in Palm Springs, California. It's a very uh, low-tech operation. I'm not in a sound studio or uh, any sort of, uh, you know, have any sort of high-tech equipment. It's just me with my my trusty uh, PC. And um, anyway, so what that means is there's potential that you might hear some background sounds. You might hear the sounds of my neighborhood. Uh, you might hear the sounds of my household. And as I'm recording today, my Boston Terrier Queenie is curled up um, in a bing bag chair uh, next to me. And she tends to snore from time to time. So you might hear her. Um, in any case, uh, the information that I offer and share hopefully is of value, and, uh, and that's what this is all about. So before we get started, if it's uh, safe for you to do so, please close your eyes. Put your right hand over your heart, your left hand over your right hand, and take a deep breath in with me. And as we exhale, we just let go of anything that might be holding you back, any disturbances, any inconveniences. And another deep inhale in. And on the exhale, just allow yourself to become present in this holy instant, this moment in time. The space of now. And we see in the middle of our minds a little ball of golden light. We watch this light grow larger and larger until now it fills the entire inner vision of our minds. We see for ourselves within this light a beautiful temple. We see a garden which surrounds the temple and a body of water which flows through the garden. We are aware that the inside of the temple is lit as well with the same beautiful golden light. And here we are, for we have been called together by the power and into the presence of God, source energy, the universe. We devote our time spent together to God's Holy Spirit. And we pray that that Holy Spirit would uplift us above and beyond all confusion, all limitation, all anxiety, all worry. To the amazing peace, tranquility, and love that lay beyond. And so it is together we say, amen. So in life, one of my great pleasures is reading. And um, I love books of all, all types. And uh, for a long time, I have been in love with children's books. And I often give them as gifts because I think that children's books um, have simple wisdom. And uh, so today, uh, received a package from Amazon and uh, received a book that I ordered by today's guest. Um, today, we're speaking with Tatsuya Fushimi, who wrote a book for children called Listen. And it's a delightful little book about uh, to, it really is aimed to teach children about mindfulness and their intuition and really the struggle between those two internal voices that we all have, that voice of negativity, uh, which the Course in Miracles would call the ego mind, and then that 
uh, voice of spirit, the voice that's all knowing, the voice that is the voice of God, the still small voice. And uh, the illustrations are, are fun. Uh, the book is beautiful. Uh, it's called Listen by Tatsu, Tatsuya Fushimi with pictures by Brittany Vu. And it's available on Amazon. So today it is my pleasure to welcome Tatsuya to the um, to the podcast. Tatsu is a uh, life coach and business coach. He hails from Huntington Beach, California, but his clients come from all over. And I had the serendipitous pleasure of meeting uh, Tatsu through Lunch Club. So I've mentioned this on the podcast several times. If you're not involved in Lunch Club and you're wanting to meet other people who share your uh, visions for the world who are like-minded, like-hearted people. Um, I cannot recommend this application highly enough. I have met the most fascinating people, um, several of which have been guests on the on the podcast. And without further ado, uh, Tatsu, welcome to the, the podcast. And uh, why don't you share a little bit about what's on your mind today? Oh, thanks, Jerome. <laughs> um, it's a huge pleasure. Uh, it was a huge pleasure meeting you on Lunch Club. It, was, it, it definitely was serendipitous. We had an awesome conversation that could have lasted for days. Um, and so I'm very grateful for, for being a guest, for being invited here. Um, well, one thing that we talked about real quickly was, was about um, like deeper purpose, living with deeper purpose. Um, and that's kind of been very much top of mind for me for the last at least uh, two, three years now, mm -hmm. as I transitioned out of uh, corporate sales, like 17 and a half years and towards um, entrepreneurship and really living to create the life that I actually want, um, which I didn't know I wanted before. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 17 and a half years in corporate sales. I have to say you don't look old enough to have had a <laughs> almost 20 year career before uh, spinning off and doing something else. So um, congrats on that. Uh, what's your secret? It's um, Asian genes, bro. <laughs> <all right. laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, I guess I wasn't blessed with Asian genes. <laughs> um, in any no, case, um, in a different life. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, so, how did you come to this realization? Uh, what What was sort of the uh, turning point for you, where you decided, you know, because if you've been in sales for seventeen years you couldn't have been bad at it, right? You obviously were successful and had a successful career. And I think for a lot of people, it's easy to, even though it may not be something that really is feeding the soul, it's easy just to kind of stay put, to, to remain with status quo, with what we know. So what was sort of your inspiration for saying, hey, I'm done with that. Now I want to do this. Mm. It was... Um... I think there were moments throughout my life that were indicators, but my ego mind was so strong and controlling that I ignored those indicators within my soul. Mm -hmm. um, but the big one, the big one that really pushed me was when we found out that our facility was going to close at my previous job. And we, we had a couple years advance notice and the, the end date was going to be March, 2020. So at that point, I knew for sure that, okay, it's coming to a close. What does this mean? 
like this is too big of a of a of a slap in the face for me like a clue too big of a clue too big of a shock to ignore it and to just stay in that hamster wheel so to speak mm-hmm. yeah proverbial hamster wheel and i think at that point i kind of just sur- i surrendered a little more than i than i ever did and that led to like a simple google search about life coaching and life coaching is a term i only heard of like maybe twice before that 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 night at 2 a.m. in the morning for some mm-hmm. reason it was just like inspired to do that and then all this information came up you know like tony robbins is one of the pioneers of the industry and he's not certified but he's a life coach i just thought he was some kind of motivational speaker and whatnot and there's there's this international coaching federation and there's all these schools that are accredited and i'm like oh this resonates with me so much where was all this stuff and then my mind started to go into okay i want some formal coaching uh, training. I want, these are my conditions for a, a, a program that I want to join, you know, like the how just started like clicking into place. Once, mm-hmm. once I let my heart kind of just step into that direction, you know, right, right. Yeah. But that was the big catalyst knowing that I'm going to get pushed out of this job and it was too significant and too, like too powerful of, of a feeling for me to, to ignore. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The Course in Miracles talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit responds to the slightest invitation. And uh, Johann von Goethe wrote, um, at the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist us. Mm. And so it seems at 2 a.m. you had this idea of, okay, let me just explore life coaching. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it all just sort of just sort of landed in your lap, which um, I think is really remarkable, um, you know, that, that you just opened the door. And, um, and so then you, obviously you enrolled in a coaching program that you mm-hmm. got a lot out of and then um, right. ended up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but when it comes to coaching though, I mean, there's so many sort of different ways that people can coach, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned you're a business coach, but you're also a life coach. And I know that there's a spiritual component, obviously, because I've read your book. We talked a little bit about Neil Donald Walsh's books, uh, Mm -hmm. The Conversations with God. So how did did you decide that the spiritual angle would be something that you wanted to pursue? That was also an intuitive thing. Um, my, my, my coach training program in San Diego, accomplishment coaching, um, we didn't dive too much into spirituality. We, we did have a module, but it wasn't, um, we didn't go too deep into it. Um, because there was, they trained us in a certain way and ontological coaching, which is a study of being. So we're, we're looking for context, not content of what people are talking about. It's the right or wrong, good or bad, you know, those types of contexts that we're listening for. Um, and, but aside from that, aside from that, that foundational training that I received, like I had to ask myself, like, what kind of coach do I want to be? Like, how do I want to show up in this world? And Mm -hmm. I couldn't deny this, this really like profound feeling, this spiritual side of me that I never really knew growing up because, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, you know, about like how I've, you know, religious like influences, but still like I wasn't part like, or very, very like 
um, indoctrinated into any religion. So I felt like a disconnect from my, from my spirituality because I associated spirituality with religion. Um, but there's this feeling that I have this very spiritual side of me that I can't deny. And I, and I, I feel that it's such a foundational, powerful piece in being human and in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and it feels good to just be in it. Like I don't necessarily coach and we don't necessarily talk so much about spirituality with my clients, but it, I think it just, it comes out of me, you know, the way mm-hmm. I talk. And, sure. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Because I think when you tap into that spiritual energy, however you define it, I mean, I call it God, people call it all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes, like you said, foundational to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's even deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for myself, it's all that I am. Mm-hmm. It's what I am. I, I show up in this body. I show up in this physical world. Um, but once, once you become aware of spirit, everything sort of, your energy changes. You then now decide that wherever you, Wherever you are, it's love has sent me into this situation. I'm here to be the to be the hands, the feet, the voice of love. This is who I am. So you show up in that way. And people don't even have to. I've had clients, you know, so much of my business is writing resumes. That's what I, you know, I started out doing career coaching and resume writing. And I still do a lot of it. Um, and it's interesting to me how many of the people who've hired me to do a resume we'll be on the phone and we'll be talking about their career, you know, the sort of the nuts and bolts of what I'm supposed to be doing for them. And a large percentage of the time, the conversation morphs and we start talking about law of attraction or, um, you know, the, how the universe has our back um, and, uh, you know, course of miracles and all of the different things. Mm-hmm. It just happens just sort of intuitively like you connect on a different level because I think when you understand your spiritual being, you approach everything from an open heart. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else's heart is open and hopefully we're all going through life with open hearts, Mm -hmm. they recognize that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. On a level that we can't necessarily describe with words. Right. Right. No, not at all. I mean, that was the connection that you and I had almost immediately with this lunch club thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it just, I'm not even sure how we got on this, on the subject, but it was sort of, that's, you know, (laughs) it would just sort of unfold and it was really great. So how then, like, what was, so you discovered your spirit, you discovered the spiritual side. How did that come about? Like, was there any Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, um, I, I don't think there was any one um, like Satori moment. It <laughs> was like it was more of a Kensho process, like just over and over, like through my through my life experiences, through like sports injuries and stuff like that. That spirit was wanting to come out and express itself, but my mind would just like hold it back mm-hmm. and shut it down. Like this doesn't make sense or I have to be this certain way. So I'm going to act this way. And because you know, this career path is safe and that's what's going to please my parents too. So I'm going I'm to keep following it. Right. Right. Got it. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about how the spirit is all, 
that is you. That that is all there is. I think when when we're allowed when, when we allow ourselves to align with that power, mm-hmm. it permeates every aspect of our life as it's supposed to permeate. Right. right, right, yeah. But a lot of times, like spirituality, it's like we'll we'll go to church and we'll be very spiritual, and or we'll be very spiritual with our family, or you know. But then when it goes to work, I'm a robot, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't flow through us at work or in certain areas. It's like we've siloed our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's because our brains are controlling and driving the bus, saying this has to be this way in this area, this is not right in this area, and then so we'll do it this other way, right? But it's I, I think that the living with deeper purpose happens once we start to allow that spirit to permeate every aspect, every facet of our lives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think one of the things that you sort of alluded to, but we haven't really touched on is the difference between religion and spirituality. Mm. Because I think a lot of people, mm. and I can say this as a gay man and, and having lots of other friends who are part of the LGBTQ community, so many of us have felt marginalized by the church mm-hmm. that we don't want anything to do with anything that seems like religion, mm-hmm. right? I've often said to people, I've had to come out twice. I had to come out as gay, and then I've had to come out as this man who loves Jesus and spirituality mm-hmm. and, you know, and has sort of, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic. I'm a lukewarm cafeteria Catholic, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Still lots of things I love about the church. I'm madly in love with Jesus, not in the typical Christian sense, but as a man who walked earth and had no ego mind, was so connected to heaven that that's all he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when, when a lot of people approach spirituality, they think, ooh, it's airy-fairy. If it's not you know, like those of us who were raised in traditional churches, like anything that's not that sort of rigid, that's too airy-fairy and too loose. And ooh, that could be kind of borderline, as some of my really Catholic friends would say. And then those of us who maybe haven't had that, oh, it's just, you know, they don't want the rigidity of a religion. And uh, I heard this great uh, quote, and I have no idea who said it, but uh Religion needs spirituality, mm. but spirituality does not need religion. Mm. And what we're talking about here is understanding that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, mm. and we're all on the spiritual path, whether we know it or not, mm-hmm. because it is our essence. Mm-hmm. You know, the Course talks about um, we can be unaware of the power that lives within us. Mm-hmm. Um, we can misuse our power, mm-hmm. but we can never diminish it. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And that and and power being um, like a force of energy as well, which is backed by science as science explains that energy is never gone or diminished. It just right. changes form. Right. We can't create it. We can't destroy it. Right. It just changes form. So where did it come from? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Where did it come from? Yeah, there's a really great book um, that was published in the 1920s, I want to say, by Wallace Waddles. Mm. 
it's in the public domain now. It's called The Science of Getting Rich or The Science of Growing Rich. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how everything is made of this formless substance. Mm. And this substance is a thinking substance. Mm. And the thought projected into the substance creates form. Mm. And so he's talking quantum physics Mm -hmm. before we knew anything about quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is just so powerful to, um, to read the book. And you can just go online and search The Science of Getting Rich mm-hmm. or Science of Growing Rich by Wallace Waddles, and you'll find it as a PDF. Um, it's the book upon which The, the Secret mm-hmm. was based and Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of these people uh, discovered the work of Wallace Waddles. Um, but you're right. So our, our power is energy. Mm-hmm. Every thought creates a vibration. Mm-hmm. We live in a vibrational universe. Everything that we see in form is made up of atoms. Mm-hmm. And the atoms are in constant motion. Mm-hmm. And we know through scientific experiments that the, just the act of observing an atom right. changes how it behaves. Right. I had a, a good friend. Um, his name was David Keyports, and he was the physics professor at Mills College. And he was extremely, extremely scientific. Extremely, like, you know, typical physics guy. And we're having dinner one night, and I had just been really interested in... Um, uh, quantum physics and law of attraction, all these things. And so I said, Hey, David, is it true that atoms behave differently when they're observed? And he got this sort of funny look on his face and he said, Yes. And we do not know why. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I love it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we know that thoughts create, and the Course in Miracles says, um, Thoughts create form, all thoughts create form on some level. Mm-hmm. And the course makes this really great distinction. And I was just realizing this the other day between what we create and what we make. So when we're, when our thoughts are aligned with God, when we're aligned with loving thought, we co-create with God. Mm-hmm. So we create that which is real. Mm-hmm. When we think with the ego mind, we still have the power to generate form, but we make, we make these things and they are not real. They're part of the dream. They're part of the illusion, mm-hmm. right? Because this, the course would say this physical existence isn't real. It's all an illusion. We're all in a, you know, shared dream. Mm-hmm. But the course says that illusions are as powerful in their effect as is the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a powerful statement right there too. Yeah. 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 It's the, I, well, I think like creating, creating from the ego mind. Right. There's, and just piggybacking on what you're saying is it's, it's very limited. It's not abundant. It's not abundant. It's not limitless. There is a limit. Right. Of course. Yeah. Right. And so when we like check our bank statements or ch- check our ba- bank, uh, bank accounts, Every mm-hmm. time we check our b- bank accounts, we're collapsing the particle and we're observing what we conditioned to observe. So if it's a lack of money 
or whatever, some sort of finite money. That's what we're observing, right? So if we had, if we were living through our, 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 our love through God, like we wouldn't even want, need to check the bank account ever, knowing that the abundance is going to always be there, that we'll mm-hmm. always have enough of this fake you know, currency that we call money, right. knowing that it's abundant. We will never have to check the bank account, but we do because our, we are still trapped in this ego mind world of mm-hmm. scarcity. And right. And yeah. Yeah. I, I describe it as a crisis of faith. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our crisis of faith is not that we don't have faith because we do. Mm. We have profoundly strong faith mm. in the status quo. Mm. We believe that <laughs> life has to be difficult. Right. We believe you have to compete to get ahead. Mm-hmm. We believe that resources are scarce and you have to fight for your own. We believe that if I have abundance, then somebody else doesn't. Right. And that, you know, that's right. making the world in the image of the ego. And all those things become true in this time space continuum. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. The course says we are at the effect of the laws which govern the, the world with which we identify. So to the extent that we identify with the ego mind, and as you were saying, checking our bank statement, which I do all the, or bank, you know, I do it all the time. I do too. I probably do it once a day. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's funny because I'm like thinking, mental note to self, stop doing that. (laughs) Right? Um, But so, yeah. And, And to the extent that we can align ourselves with the mind of God, which is the, we share the mind of God. We were created in the image and likeness of God. We have his mind. Our mind is the Christ mind, the enlightened mind. We have that in us. Mm -hmm. To the extent that we identify with that world, we're governed by the laws, which, which, and those are the laws you were talking about. The law of possibility and abundance, um, limitless possibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the hard part is until we embody that understanding, right. Until it sinks in. Right. Right. Like we understand it. Like we're having this conversation because we understand that's, there's something greater and it, it, this is, this makes sense. But until it, until we really truly embody it, we're not going to live it. Right. And start to just like snap our fingers and things just start popping up right. because just because we want it, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> it's going to take time for it to appear because we, we're still conditioned that way. Right. Know? Right. Which is, you know, speaking of Jesus, Jesus is the great avatar because he, one of the things that, that the course would say is we have everything Jesus had. We have everything. The only difference is Jesus had nothing else. He only had the Christ mind. Mm, he right. didn't have the ego. Mm. We made the ego ourselves because we believed in separation. The Course says you believe you have many problems, but you have only one. You think you have many problems, but you only have one. That problem is your belief that you can be separate from God. Mm. Dropping bombs, Jerome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, but it's true, right? We believe we're separate from God. We believe we're separate from one another. Right. And we're not. Um, but how do we, I mean, this is the great question. 
how do you live your life so that every day you know that you're not separate from God? Right. It's that's it's hard, <laughs> right? It's really hard. Which damn it. <laughs> I know, right? Which, and then which which makes me think like, okay, so then why are we here? Why why even go through this like human experience of duality and you know pain and why why even do that, right? Um and one of the exp- explanations I've heard is just like if we were if we were living as God, then everything would be easy. It'd be too easy. It wouldn't be fun anymore. Well, so I have a different take. And it's interesting you're talking about duality and non-duality because that's something I need to dig deep more deeply into because I'm not sure I totally understand it. So I believe that the Course would say that there is no duality, that duality is an illusion. Because... because we believe we're these bodies we believe in this so on some level the course would say none of this is even happening Mm -hmm. and that when we release our bodies we're gonna we'll sort of forget it because it was all an illusion Mm -hmm. right so we only are the only part of us that's even real is the self with a capital s which is the mind aligned with god that's it Mm -hmm. so this the duality that we experience here is part of the illusion this Mm -hmm. that we're part god in part human right um yeah um and then i lost my other thought what else were you saying about that <laughs> totally lost <laughs> train of thought. Uh, it's all good though um yeah I mean, and the ego we built we made the ego because we believe in this separation which is not real right. and i think that this power, um, we, oh, you said, why are we here? Yeah, so that, that you think it was because it would be boring. I don't believe that. I believe that to some extent. I believe we're here for two reasons. The first reason I, I think we're here is that God was formless. God is formless substance, right? That's God is pure energy, formless substance, love and light. And he, when we use the word, I always use he for God, um, Sorry, um, it's just part of my lexicon. And there's also a reason behind it, which I'll just go off on on the side. When we talk about creation, creation requires male and female. And if we're co-creating with God, God is male, we all are the female part. So it is appropriate for us to respond to God as, or to speak of God as a he in that regard. However, God is neither male nor female. He is all things. God is all things. Anyway. God exists as formless substance, pure energy. And God wanted to experience God's self in form. And in order to do that, God created us so that God could experience himself as Tatsu and as Jerome and as my dog Queenie and everything else. And so that's why God created us. And then I think we are here for our own expansion where this is a, a, a training ground and we learn more about what is possi- possible. And as we expand who we are, then who God is expands as well. So there's this sort of infinite expansion of God in the universe that continues because we are inhabiting this planet. So that's sort of my take on that. I, I totally agree. And that's a Neil Donald Walsh um, perspective as well. And, um, 
So I believe that we're all, I, we've talked about this before as well. Right. That we're all, we're all extensions of God so that God can experience itself in every billions of different ways that all of our souls are experiencing mm-hmm. life. And then when we get to the, when we get to this, this quote unquote, like human level, right now we're kind of, okay, now we're, we know what we are, but we still have to deal with this thing that's going mm-hmm. on. Right. <laughs> I right. still have to go to the bathroom every day, you know, like this. And it's it, then, then from the human mind level, like I'm, I would be asking like, so why, you know, why are we here? Right. And for, for me, it would make, it would make the suffer or, or, or the pain a little bit easier by saying, well, I'm experiencing all this so that I can, exp- my soul can grow, right? right. My soul can right. grow and expand and it would be boring if I had no struggles. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because it is the struggles that help us, you know, I had a therapist who one time said, you know, when life is going along, you know, really easily, you're on this plateau. Yeah. Right. But when you have struggles, then, then the growth is exponential, right? Because you're going through something and you're, you're learning to overcome it. So yeah, I get, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. This is just juicy stuff. I mean, and it, it can get to the point where you're just like, the thoughts can just become so so overwhelming because it, it it's you know mm-hmm. like if there's so much we don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and it's it's funny i was um so one of this just the great things that has happened to me in the last nine months or so is i have been able to volunteer with a foundation for inner peace mm-hmm. and the foundation for inner peace are the publishers of uh, course in miracles they are the um scribe authorized publishers and judith whitson who was at the time that the course came out her name is judith sketch she's now judith whitson um she's 90 and she has been a lifelong student of the course she was the one who kind of put it out into the world and i asked a question just we meet every friday a group of us to discuss the course um as the volunteers and staff and i i had a question about crucifixion which i, I won't get into in this call because it'll take us to a whole different place and we don't need to go there <laughs> but i asked the question and she said you know jerome it's only the ego that would ask the question <laughs> and i'm like okay touche and it does make sense right it is our right. ego mind sure that wants to know why why and the how and, and how right and and <laughs> in in a lot of our conversations this group we call it the symphony of love. We meet on Fridays. We've talked a lot about the energy of just allowing, mm. you know, just allow the, the natural flow of the universe, knowing that, like you were saying before, you don't need to check your bank account because the universe is programmed for our success mm-hmm. and for our abundance mm-hmm. and for our happiness and our joy. Mm-hmm. When things, the course says miracles are everybody's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but purification is required first and that purification is thinking about thinking through love. And then it says miracles are natural. And when they don't happen, it's because something went wrong. Mm. And what, what went wrong? Our thought, right? How many times do we block the miracle mm-hmm. by, be, by believing in lack or by looking too long at the, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this, there's not enough money in my bank account. 
Right. I'm, I'm feeling depressed about this number in my account rather than saying, okay, that number in my account is a vacuum mm-hmm. and the universe doesn't like a vacuum. It fills in the vacuum. So let's just let that flow in like the natural in and outflow of money. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if we could just allow that. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a big part in tapping into like our true well, aligning ourselves with our, with our soul and aligning ourselves with like living with a deeper purpose is to practice stepping into faith mm-hmm. with, you know, little, little at a time, you know, like giving that friend more trust than you normally would, for example, you know, mm-hmm. without any expectation or, mm-hmm. you know, taking a chance on that relationship or that new job, you know, like these little things, I think those add up eventually. Right. Yeah. My, it's just my, my, my logical brain working says, I think those things add up to a bigger understanding of how faith works, you know? Yeah. I mean, two things it come to my mind as you're speaking of faith. Yeah. Like believing in people. Um, and then I also think mercy is mm-hmm. a big one. The mm-hmm. course is a, talks a lot about forgiveness mm. um, and the course would say we are re- we're called to forgive everything mm-hmm. everything there's nothing like when we see somebody else um, somebody has done something wrong with to us or you know we feel we've been betrayed whatever it happens to be and when we focus on that wrongdoing we don't see the that other person as God sees them, because God sees all of us as innocent children of God. That's all he sees. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think there's an, a level of faith in, um, in it and all of it. And then also a level of mercy and forgiveness of just sort of seeing things differently, you know, like when there's, when someone, ha- you know, there's been a transgression against us. To be able to say, okay, I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to see that person as an innocent child of God and release. And what happens is we release the effect on a metaphysical level. Doesn't mean that we're going to have brunch with that person. Probably not. It, you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to invite that person to our home, you know, depending on what the transgression is, but we release the effect of it. We're no longer at the effect of the lovelessness. Because we realize that when that person behaves lovelessly, love, you know, loveless thought is of the ego. The ego is an illusion. So they were thinking with an illusionary mind. So they weren't really thinking at all. That wasn't who they are. They showed up not as their true self. And so we forgive that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's, it's both, right? It's the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's difficult for us. Like you've, you know, we've talked about conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, because I think we live in a world where we're taught to defend ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and judge um, and judge. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And when we do that, like we're, we're giving our power away to all these people who are triggering us or these situations that are triggering us. It's because we're triggered because we're giving our power away. Like you have the power to make me feel this way. You know, here you go. And we get all bent out of shape, you know, and right. we're, we're stuck in that, that loop. Right. 
until and, we have the 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 piece you know the the um what am i trying to say just the we're in a state of mind where we can say okay i'm willing to see this differently right right and and i think you know forgiveness is sort of one of those things that we uh um seems you know so trendy and so spiritual to talk about forgiveness and um and uh forgiveness is really something we do for ourselves mm-hmm. yep. it's not oh i'm i'm spiritual now so i forgive you and but i'm still gonna make you feel like crap it's like no uh, on the in the land of illusion this happened but in the metaphysical world, I can see that this isn't real. And I'm going to release myself mm-hmm. from the anger and the hurt so that I can see only the love in the situation. And in doing that, then we free their mind too. Because when we hold, um, you know, grudges against people, we tether ourselves to that horrible event and we can't be free of it. And neither can that other person. And so it's just like cutting the cord. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of talk about like responsibility too and, and ownership. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about is once we learn to take full responsibility that everything is an inside job. Absolutely. Right. Nobody has anything to do with anything. It's all about our perspective mm-hmm. and how we choose to feel. And that right. we have the power to do that, to right. choose how we want to feel and how we want to think. Right. Then we get our butt, we get our damn power back. Right. We're 100% responsible for every experience in our lives. Everything. Yes. Everything. Yeah. But we weren't taught that growing no. up. It's like, no. oh, yeah, the neighbors did that. It's, you know, right. It's, right. You know, like, <laughs> come on, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, because it is so easy to like, you know, think about, you know, who's, who's to blame. And even if somebody does treat us in a way that isn't appropriate, we have the opportunity to carry that around and, you know, continue to tell the story over and over and over again, or to let it go to say, okay, you know, um, which is tricky, right? All of this is hard. If it were easy, we'd all be enlightened masters. <laughs> uh, so uh, before we finish up, I want to know a little bit about your book. I, like I said, I, I received it today. I read it. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love the illustrations. This little girl is just too cute. Um, what made you decide that you wanted to write for children? Um, well, first, first it was a, it was a avenue of self-expression for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we get older, we, there's so much wisdom, um, that we learn that we weren't taught in school. Right. And, and, it, and to help myself like digest this wisdom, like I wanted to simplify it as much as I can. And it's like, why not put it into a children's book, you know, and why not, um, make some kind of contribution to the future of education, Mm-hmm. Um, through these books um, so it's really passion for education passion for self-development personal development people development and um, self-expression yeah. and um, modeling that 
things like publishing a book now is so easy. Like、right. anyone can do it, right? It's crazy. Just like anyone can have a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.、If、you want to have a podcast? Just talk to Jerome because he's doing it.、Um, <laughs> it's like these things that, like, we we were we were growing up. We're like, oh, this that's crazy. It's like it's impossible, or it's so hard to do, or we need a lot of money to start up. You know? No, things are different now. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I want to commend you for doing this because I also think that there is. We talk about responsibility in a different context, but I think for those of us who have discovered this spiritual connection, and we understand how life can be better when we learn to practice the good thoughts and let go of the bad thoughts, as your book for children, you know,、uh, talks about, and how that that part of us is, you know, I love it. You call it your superpower. This、mm-hmm. intuition, this voice of God within you—that's your superpower, right? For those of us who understand it, I think we have a responsibility to teach it.、Mm-hmm. You know, the Course in Miracles talks about teachers of God,、mm-hmm. and it says,、um, you know, the teachers of God are many.、Um, they come from all religions and none, no religion,、uh, and it's anyone who chooses to be a teacher of God,、um, and to teach is to demonstrate. Right. So, by demonstrating love, we're teaching. We become teachers of God. I do think that there's a responsibility that that we have.、Mm-hmm. Um, like you were saying, that when you had this moment of clarity,、um, when your job was coming to an end,、uh, you asked yourself, "How do you want to show up in the world?"、Mm-hmm. I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves every day. Like, how am I going to show up today? Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it's okay if it changes because ten years from now we we're going to be different, you know, on I, some level. But I think hopefully the the fundamental、uh, to show up as love, right, will always be the same, right? That's what you know,、um, you know,、uh, we all have a ministry, right?、Um, Marian Williamson says if you have a business, it's a front for a church. You know、mm-hmm. that every person who comes into your business, you are there. Just you know, I'm here um, to uh, you know um, to represent He who sent me, right?、Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily say that out loud because people will think you're weird. But that's but that's what you do, right? In every in every situation, you show up as love.、Um, yeah, and、um, and it's clear to me that that's how you show up. Tatsu. I mean,、oh, it just—it's abundantly clear.、Um, yeah.、Uh, so, go ahead. Oh, feelings mutual.、Jerome. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. So, before we、um, we wrap this up,、um, let the listeners know how they can reach out to you, where they can find you, if they want to know more about、um, who you are. Of course, I mentioned the book is listen. It's available on Amazon. So go. Buy a copy and give it to every little kid you know.、Um, uh, but where where else can they learn about you? The best places to find me are on social media:、um, Instagram at Tatsuya Fushimi,、um, Facebook Tatsuya Fushimi.、I'm、starting to mess around with some some TikTok.、Uh, Tatsuhiro Coaching is my handle there,、um, and working on a working on a website right now. So that that's、uh, coming up and coming. Um, so basically, just pretty grassroots. You know, hit me up, DM me,、um, 
I'm be a, a, as accessible as I as I possibly can because I love connecting with people um, in like this conversation that we're having here. Um, so let's let's talk and you know let's share stories and um, you know please reach out. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for being here today. Um, I so appreciate it. And um, I look forward to uh, more conversations like this. I have a feeling that you and I are going to be friends for life. And um, it's always nice to meet somebody who's a kindred spirit and has a like heart. So before we end, I'd just like to share a prayer um, from A Course in Miracles that sort of came up when we were talking. And um, this is from the text of the Course. And uh, the scribe took down these words from Jesus. I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, please be sure to uh, review the podcast if you're listening to us on your favorite platform. When you rate the podcast, it helps other people find us. If you want to reach me, you can always do so via social media, um, Jerome Imhoff or manifestingbrilliance at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Bye.